Today's podcast is brought to you by Something Blue by Anita Kay, specializing in wedding and event photography. Visit her page on Facebook for something new. Think Something Blue by Anita Kay. Please don't hump my lamb. Dude, I am seven fingers in the Jim Beam. Get the fucking chili hot dog out of my face. Your next comedian coming to the stage. He's so funny. He's such a hoot. And making yeah, sure let me shove this well. baby out of my out of my chewed up jibs and then stoner and the fat man. Fuck you, Mark. Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Poulos. Welcome back. On the show today, Justin Smith, famous comedian, Oklahoma City. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I like, I like how you just, it's like, like, a, like a bad MC, it's like... This this next guy, his name's Justin Smith, he's a funny, like, he, you do the intro twice? Thing. Well, I mean... At least, <laughs> Couldn't you at least I'm you? not a uh, a mortuary salesman. <laughs> that guy last night. So we should give you some background. We are in uh, where the hell are we? St. Louis. No, I, I, we're don't, outside don't of St. Louis. Don't give him that fucking shit. It's I live in Yukon, <laughs> Oklahoma. I say I'm from Oklahoma City. Will you please grant the people the same courtesy? We are in St. Louis. <laughs> uh, we are playing. A comedy club called Hey Guys Comedy Club. It's new. If you're not aware of it, it's uh, outside of St. Louis proper. It's in Fa- Fairview Heights, Illinois. So check out their website, Hey Guys Comedy Club. It's a good place. Nice people. Uh, yeah, I agree. I and I've had I've had a great time so far already. <laughs> What I'm not a headliner. So, I'm not a headliner like you. I, I I don't get to I don't get to be like all like oh look at look at my look oh. at my fancy credits. We get out of here. It's a pretty big. This is a pretty big show. Because uh, not only is this episode fifty. Oh. Yeah, it's a big episode. I mean, <laughs> you also heard at the top of the show, we have a sponsor. It was. The first sponsor, uh, the first sponsor on the podcast. Granted, it is my wife's company. <laughs> Still a sponsor. I'm taking it. There's a lot of podcasts out there that don't get paid. You know what's so creepy about that? Like, it was it was creepy to me how creepily good that was. Like, it's like holy shit. If Mark could just get in with Mastercard, he's yeah. set, man. <laughs> Find yourself outside the U.S., can't have your credit cards, call Visa. If anybody's out there, I'm looking for voiceover work. Oh, and you know what? I Most, gotta... Mostly companies where I can uh, get payola back, so I want to do voiceovers for uh, White Castle and Red Robin. Oh, I think they're set. Because every time, every time, because you know what? When you said Red Robin, I'm out of the went, yum. Like, I'm like they're Red done, dude. Robin. Yum. You know, I gotta, I gotta tell you though, I'm a little upset right now. Because, Why? Because, because you, 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 you're like, hey, check out my new intro, man. Like, you kind of inspired my intro. And I remember riding in the car with you to that fucking shit gig in New Mexico. I'm sorry, that great gig in New Mexico. I hope we get to go back. Uh, that Wait. gig in New Mexico. And, and you were like, hey, I want to hear your intro. 
and it was and you and you ripped into my intro and you're like is this thing still going <laughs> like you made fun of my intro for so long and then you made fun of you, the audio quality it's no listen, bullshit you i stopped, can't you, i stopped doing my podcast for two weeks after that did, because i was embarrassed you did not i, I swear to god you? go look at the date for the day we left oh. two weeks after i didn't release a podcast well, <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, look at this thing that you inspired." I'm like, "God damn you, Mark!" I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm, for, am, I, am, I, am, I, am I allowed to swear? Are we swearing? Oh, we... this is unedited. Okay. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even ask. <laughs> Poopy head. No. Uh, <laughs> I feel bad. I feel bad now that uh, this is just weird. This chair is now. You're gonna now. You're gonna have to do a voiceover for my podcast. Like, do, of course, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the podcast name that I can't remember. Yes, I'll do that. Uh, you know what's funny is every, what did I say? Nine different names last night on stage. What's funny? Do you know? Do you know Jamie Morgan? Jamie from Morgan. Florida. He he does he does the bins and stuff too. Not the Raging Cajun. No, no, no. Oh, no. that's John Morgan. Yeah, no, no, no. This guy. This guy's a little bit less psychotic. Um, well, I'm sorry. Am I, am I not allowed? Am I supposed to say that? Uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've met the guy before. Who's psychotic? John Morgan. Oh or yeah, Jamie Morgan. Dude, the dude's like kind of like one of the things. Like, cause dude, I I grew up I grew up around. Is like, this weird? Oh no no no! It's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to have if you want to have a gay off, no, we can totally get, do that. We're man. not we doing totally... a gay off. Get out of here. <laughs> but I, here's the thing: is like I grew up around like. Uh, like super religious people, like because I went to like a conservative Christian college, and like I mean I I've been through all that stuff, so like you can see you can kind of feel the like I can feel an odd duck and a weirdo yeah. long before most people can, mm-hmm. and so like I that's the vibe I always got like I just kind of like oh god this is this this dude is absolutely it's like and but people go oh but he's nice it doesn't matter people people that always yeah. do something psychotic are always Nice, right that, before they just that, right before they snap. <laughs> well, I think that's the mo. I mean, if you're a if you're a psychopath, you can't just always be a psychopath because you'd never get anyone in your van. Yeah, you, know, you can't just wander around. Will and you be help like, me load this couch? <laughs> the hell's wrong with it? Oh man! By the way, I was I don't even know if I should say this, but like. That that new bit you do about the van, like that's that's great, man. Like that, 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 and the fact that you go into the fact that it has to be a van because it's it has to be believable. Like I love that bit, man. It's it, it, hold on. Like I I've heard I've heard you. Uh, are you gonna? Oh, okay. I'm just, well, my wife calls. It's it's, it's very usually, important. It's usually important, and it scares me when she calls. It's also very important. Like when she calls on my phone too, I always answer too. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. I'll, I'll end. This is, you know. You're going to edit is, it out? So, no, so no. Funny right I'm going to put this in. Cause oh, I, are you? It's, you know, it's free reign. So you want me to carry it now? We do what, yeah. <laughs> hey, honey, what's, what's up? We're recording the podcast right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is going to be on the podcast, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Well, hang, hang on to it and, uh. Hold it or text it to me or write it in your note thing and then uh, and we'll be good to go. All right, love you. Bye. <laughs> it's still it's still it's every moment from this day is like the, Mark said my podcast was unprofessional. 
Wait, you when answer, did you I answer, say that? You answered the phone on your podcast. Whatever. <laughs> that's what that's what people love about the podcast is it's real. This is life. <laughs> this is life. This is a snippet of life on the road. That's kind of what I. I don't no 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 I still I still I still like it though I guess the thing is like I make fun of it all the time but like my I, podcast I, no 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 not, not, oh, not yours just, just like just the the idea of the podcast oh okay. but I but I do, I do love it because like I love like I'm still a big fan of like radio radio like like oh yeah not like not like morning ra- not like the crazy yeah. zing, Whoa, zing but I do love like I love the idea of. Because I grew up, I'm a sports fan. Yeah. And there was a guy on the radio in Oklahoma uh, by the name of Bill Teagans, and he was he did the voice for Oklahoma State Athletics. Okay. And he was the kind of guy that, like, he was the kind of guy that was so good that you would turn off the volume on your TV. Oh, and you would to, and listen, you listen to, to the radio. radio. It's kind of like, wow. like I remember when I texted you about the guy, the Vikings yeah, guys. Yeah, he is Those great, guys are yeah. those, those guys are fucking incredible. I can't remember. Paul uh, Paul Allen is the voice of the Vikings, and that guy is like outstanding. Well, it's like, and I'm listening because I'm listening because I'm because Vikings are playing the Bears, and I'm listening, and and I'm like, but it's also like he's got little inside jokes for even oh, like yeah. if you're a Bears fan <laughs> listening, it's like you're like, oh, that's funny, like. He's yeah. making it fun to listen, <laughs> yeah. and he's throwing in little little odd but things. See, that's that's what I love too. Like you know, I've talked on this podcast a lot about how we have to go out and promote the shows and do radio. Yeah, and there's like literally two different kinds of radio out there. There's the ones that understand radio, and they just kind of let things happen and let the comedian be funny. And then there's other ones where they're just like. They don't understand how it all works, so you have to give them the setups. Yeah, which is like the lead-ins or whatever. The most annoying thing ever in radio. So, I hear you've been to Las Vegas recently. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Did you hear about the the crab leg special at the strip club the other oh, day? Like, man, <laughs> that's just so that's so direct. <laughs> It's like it's like it's like like the, who has heard of that? Like like there's no lead but in for that. Like it's a funny story. So I there's a guy in Minneapolis that that uh, he's one of these guys that like he's like an unbookable, you know. Like none of the agencies will book him, and I don't really understand why. I mean, he's funny enough, but he's just kind of like a weird dude. Yeah. So he he's at that mentality like you know I don't want to I don't want to pay my dues in the business to get the road that every comedian has gone where you right. go and do the MC spots then you go on the road and get shit money to be a feature you work hard you write you know you get people to bring you with you and then you get your break headlining some small stuff now you're a headliner like he did not want to go that route so all he does now is he books his own shows everywhere and he books like a ton of shows in Minneapolis so like there was one show where he asked me to come and headline it so i was like all right and i'd never been a part of any of his shows but apparently one of the things he likes to do is when you're finished with your headline set he likes to request his favorite joke of yours Oh, okay which i think is kind of cool however the way he went about it was hilarious because <laughs> he goes <laughs> on the same token of the crab leg thing is he goes so at this point, I request my favorite joke, 
And I go, okay, what do you want to hear? And he goes, uh, I herpes. And I go, you just gave away the punchline. <laughs> so any other jokes you want to hear? <laughs> like, I spent like 10 minutes fucking with him going, if you're going to request a joke from a comedian, don't okay. request it with the punchline. <laughs> To get the other side. <laughs> well, I still think I still think it's like I think it's funny that you were doing a, a headline set. Like I think it'd been funny if he would have just requested a joke that you'd already done, and so you got to do it again. <laughs> I just did that, but I went to the bathroom. <laughs> well, yeah, I was like at the end of one of these showcase open mic thing so it was like a 15 minute set or whatever <laughs> and then and then you gotta thank the sponsor i'd like to thank the buffalo trough for having us out here <laughs> buffalo trough. actually this place was called yes and food oh because it was oh, they a, they embrace improv it was an Im- oh. it was an improv Ugh. restaurant yes oh and my food God. <laughs> i think it's still there it's good food the improv Something right, to be you, desired. How do you feel about improv? Like, I just, I... J- What's uh, your name, Jason? Ju- Justin? Jason. <laughs> Justin, uh, that I've been friends with for uh, six, seven years. Yeah. I <laughs> trained. <laughs> I trained in improv. <laughs> I trained in improv for uh, three years. And uh, it, it really... Okay. Here's a funny improv quit, story. Quit trying to save face in front of all your improv friends it's, that might be listening because they're not working it's not, right now. It's not good. Uh, <laughs> there was a, <laughs> so I took I took a bunch of classes and one of the classes I took there was a lady in the class that was uh, uh, let's say she was disgusting um, <laughs> and uh, we ended up in a scene together. And, like, if you don't know about improv, like, a lot of it is just, like, manufactured out of nowhere. So the teacher was like, okay, you and this lady are in a scene together and you're at the doctor's office or something. So she immediately starts going, oh, God, I got all this stuff. I got this rash on me. It's so itchy. Can you itch me, please? You know, and she starts getting close to me. And in improv, the big thing is yes and. Like, you're never supposed to say no because that will end the scene immediately. You have to just go with whatever's going on. But, of course, I did not want to touch this lady. (laughs) So she goes, oh, God, it's so itchy. You got to itch me up. And she gets close to me, and I was like, try some lotion. (laughs) 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 And the teacher was like, God. He goes, your partner was leaning on you and you left her out to dry you're done get out of the scene for the class you're gonna watch the rest of it and i go i, I feel don't like give god a shit. has already left I, her I, I, don't, to try. I don't give a shit let's do that so well, we should like, probably give these people a little background on us a little bit well they already know you well are they, are they, is, are our you, relationship are you that, oh okay all right well you want to go ahead where we met well how about we start with my name getting getting my name right first that'll, uh, that'll be good sam <laughs> it is justin smith which sounds like an alias yeah are you the, in the witness protection like program account, i always tell people it's like it's like i always feel like i'm an accountant like i would tell you <laughs> jokes and do your taxes afterwards <laughs> so was it the first time that i worked in Oklahoma City, like yeah, that was we hung f- out, and it was like my birthday weekend. Yeah, that and, was my yeah. first week of 
of hosting. Okay. Because it was with Kristen Key, too. Yeah, that's right. On it like a bonnet. Yeah. <laughs> so I met Justin. It was kind of instant friendship. We had kind of the same sensibilities well, you, in comedy you, writing but and do you stuff. But do you remember what it was? Like, I don't know if it was the same for you, but it was like, it was a big deal for me. Like, do you even remember that whole Sunday? What, where uh, we chatted about comedy or whatever? No, 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 no. It was like, why? Well, I mean, maybe we it was went to diff- breakfast. No, 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 no. It was, uh, it was kind of cool. Like we had a, well, I don't kind of cool. It was like it's really like it was this crazy thing where on Sunday, like my wife, kind of all week had been having kind of like these like, oh, chest God, pains or whatever. Right. And it was just, it's kind of a thing that she just has now. Yeah. But it's like she was really concerned. Like she was like, "Am I having a heart attack? Am I?" Yeah. No and she, shit, we had man. recently taken our stepdad. He'd had a heart attack, so it was mm. kind of like one of those things. Where she didn't know, and so we just finally went to the emergency room. But that was, was that at that was after, like in the beginning of the week when when she was okay. Was didn't you guys bring me the cupcakes? Was that the same? Yeah, week? yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no we. Br- yeah, that's that was kind of a really genuine moment. It was my birthday, and I was away from home for a birthday, and wasn't it your wife that was like, "We got to get this guy some cupcakes." Yeah, yeah. It was, was like, like, it was like such nice people. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and then comedy beat that out of me real yeah. quick. Just, I don't know. I don't, I, I, we're gonna we're gonna get to the we're gonna get to the Omaha show. Don't worry oh, about Jesus. that. We're gonna get to it because <laughs> that that needs to be broadcast to the world. Well, but. that was that was. I mean, that was the thing. Is like I always thought, like you know, if you're like if you're away from home and you're in like I do this with every comic comic that I work with, unless it's you know somebody fucking ridiculous John, John Morgan or Tommy Blaze we no, either one you, of have those a, you have a problem with Tommy Blaze oh dude like he tried to get me to do like he tried to like get he's like he would come off stage like I would I would come off like he was like and, and in the host spot in the host spot I do really well yeah because like I mean I have I have a, yeah, a good a feature mater- set yeah. so and you cram all my really good stuff into 15 minutes I yeah. do great just explode. and so I'm coming off stage and I and and you I, I, I'm learning more and more, especially as I get out as a feature, just how good of an... Because like, you don't ever realize all you have is compare yourself to other comics in your city mm-hmm. like that are also hosts. But I'm learning more and more as I get out that Oklahoma City is a really good bed of hosts. Like, yeah. for the most part, is That's they're sure. all really good. Because like, she doesn't put you up unless she's absolutely certain that you can do yeah. well. And But... So I come off and I just I do really well and John Morgan's the head in the head yeah. the headliner and I and I kind of just picked this week up like okay. it was it wasn't a week I was booked for it was like she needed somebody to do this and I come off and I just and I and I and I killed yeah like I mean I do well but I killed on this show and I walk off and there's John Morgan chain smoking cigarettes and he comes up to me and I'm thinking okay because he's kind of been like off putting and he didn't give a shit you know who or, Tommy Blaze who is the feature. Uh, fuck. Who was it? Uh, I think it was John Novosad, a guy from Denver. Okay. The hippie man. I don't know if you've ever seen. He's really funny. I do too. know the hippie man. Dude, he is funny as shit. Yeah, he he's like uh, he's one of those guys that like because like you see him, he's got a lazy eye. And yeah. He's got the hippie man. And you're like, oh well, fuck this guy. And then. <laughs> But he comes out and he's like, and he's like you. He's just like, bam, yeah. bam. And you're like, well, he can't keep this up. Like you think in the opening five minutes is really good, and then for ten minutes he's going, and he's got all this directional stuff depending on how the crowd reacts, and he's got a bunch of it in his back pocket, so you know he's a good writer, and he's practiced and well rehearsed, and he's prepared, and for thirty minutes it's just bam, bam, bam. So 
needless to say, John, or Tom, was it Tommy Blaze? Yes, week? Tommy Blaze, but John... Was having a real problem with both of you? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, so we get to the back of the... I'm walking to the back of the room, yeah. and Tommy's sitting back there, and he just goes... I can't fucking believe like like and I'm sitting there thinking okay well he's gonna finally give me the yeah because like I don't give a shit I don't give a shit if it comes or not yeah. because I know what I did like I'm 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 a well like aware enough yeah but he goes I can't believe I gotta sit back here for two and a half hours between shows this is bullshit what that's what he said <laughs> and and the next night he tried to get me he tried to get me to take him but after his show yeah he tried to get me to take him back to the condo. And then after my set, go and pick him up and bring him back oh, to the condo. For and he goes, "Hey!" And so the next night, he asked me while we're at the. Con- I'm picking them up from the condo, and he goes, "Hey, do you mind doing this?" And I said, "Yeah, uh, I-, I can't do that." And he goes, "Well, do you mind?" He goes, "Do you mind if I ask why?" And I just look at him and go, "Because I don't want to." <laughs> <laughs> and. <laughs> and by the way, I know this makes me sound like like I like I'm a badass. Yeah. I totally cleared it with Larry and Terry before I said oh, anything. Like, I was like, "Hey, do you mind if I like cuz I have to do this?" <laughs> no, you don't have to do that. Because I'm still a pussy that wants yeah. to do well in this business. Of course. So I still had to ask, but when I got the green light, I told yeah. that motherfucker <laughs> off. <laughs> Is he the guy that wore that has the crazy hair and the suit jacket? He's the guy that was second place and Joey on Friends. Like, he almost got Friends, and it was between him and the guy that got it. And Did, they give, did they give him an episode where he was, they like, gave him a dating guest. Rachel or something? Something like for that, like yeah. One, that's who Tommy Blaze is, okay. And he's, like, he's like super, like, it's always like, it's like, it's like, dude, you still get to, like, people still book you for, like, will you shut the fuck up? Did you, uh, did you hear what happened in uh, Evansville, Indiana? No, I've talked about this like three times on the podcast. Well, but it was just them. so it was so crazy. So me and Stu, the last comic that was on the podcast, we were in Evansville, and uh, uh, contrary to Oklahoma City's open mic scene and the way they th- they do things there, and they cultivate new talent and they work on their clean material and like understanding the stage and how things work uh so we went there and they were trying out a new thing which is always nice when you show up and they're trying a new thing and they were doing a comedy festival which basically meant three hours of open micers and then me and Stu doing 15 minutes a piece uh, when they have four. I have never in my life heard more disgusting jokes in my entire life and then I went up to the one guy who was emceeing the show and he seemed like put together and you know joke writer whatever and I said so are you like the guy that's leading this open mic scene and he's like yeah, I guess you could say that. And I said, "Listen, man, I go I go, you kind of have to take the reins around here and let people, you know, let these guys understand that to make it at least in the beginning of comedy, it it makes no sense to be this filthy." And he goes, he goes, "Yeah, I don't know why everybody's being so gross." And then he walks up on stage and does 15 minutes of rape jokes. And I go, I, and then Stu was talking to him, and it, Stu comes over to me, and he goes, this guy's been doing comedy for four months. The rest of these guys have been doing it for like a month and a half. And I go, what the fuck are we doing? 
So we left. The very next week at the open mic, this MC guy was up there doing his rape jokes, and some lady yelled at him, and he yelled back at her, I hope you get raped. So she went to the police and filed a report, and now she started a page on Facebook boycotting this comedy club, and uh, the boycott page has more likes than the comedy club. <laughs> and uh, apparently they're going to court here pretty soon, and it's just like... And it's just so funny to me to have been to Oklahoma City so many times and meet you and the other comics that are there and, and how serious they take this whole thing. And that, that, that to me is the biggest thing when I forge friendships in comedy is you you have to have the level of dedication to it that I have. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't... You may be a nice person and, a, and whatever, but it's it's hard for me to hang out with a comedian that that doesn't look at this the way that I look at it, you know, with the amount of intensity and, like, love for it as I do. Like, if someone's like, oh, they want me to drive six hours someplace for two hundred dollars and then they're putting me up in a holiday inn i'm not doing that <laughs> i just look at them and i'm just like do you understand what i went through what i've been through in the 14 years that i've been in this business the shitholes that i've had to stay in yeah the checks that have bounced the the you know the the shows were where the finagling you listening. have to do it. The finagling you have to do at a front desk. Oh. <laughs> I am never gonna hear the end of this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I checked into the hotel and they wanted my debit card, and uh, I didn't have any money in my checking account, and they weren't gonna let me check in without a hundred dollar deposit. <laughs> So I, uh, I finessed the lady at the front desk, and I gave her a free CD, and you she know, let me check in. What's know, wrong with that? You know what's funny? Is they didn't ask me for any of that shit when I, when I checked in. That's because I laid the groundwork. I was like, we're the comedians. It's a direct bill. You don't need our credit cards. And then the lady goes, just make sure you don't charge anything to your room because we don't have a credit card on file. And I'm like, how would they allow me to charge anything to my room if there wasn't a credit card on file? So, I don't know, whatever. Listen, see, the CDs to me, I paid for them like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, they're 80 cents a piece. And, you know, some people, for whatever reason, you hand them a sealed CD from like Best Buy that should cost $15. Yeah. And you're handing it to them. They're like, oh, yeah. I use them like business cards at yeah. this point you know well dude well i'm telling you i still i and this is no bullshit i still tell people like it's funny like well wait let's go back to the sunday thing what was the sunday thing that i'm not remembering the sunday you oh, said the sunday okay, thing so, was really cool and i, I so i go uh i feel bad i don't remember but no no, no. <laughs> so i've just i just taken my wife to the er yeah and it's it's like two o'clock we're we're in there they're running tests and all this stuff and they find out that she's uh, like she's out of immediate danger. They run all the immediate yeah. stuff, and she's the not EKG, having a heart attack, yeah. all that stuff. So, but they're still doing blood work, so they're still running it. And this, by the way, this is my first week of emceeing. Yeah, I'd work. I worked. I mean, like I'd worked for. I think it was a a, a year 
a year. Like like in Oklahoma City, it's no joke. Like they don't. I mean, yeah. so like you get your fir- when you finally get your first. Larry one, and Terry are serious down there. It's it's a big deal, and I'm getting to my Sunday show, and I like in my mind like. I can't call and cancel. And my wife, like, my wife knows this. Like, I know anybody that's not in comedy, it sounds like a really shitty, horrible thing to do. But it's kind of like the life, it's like the life that, you know, she didn't, we didn't sign up for it. But once she realized it, like, she knows that I'm a passionate dude. And so when I find something like this that I'm, uh, she, she's with me. Like, she's a soul, like, my wife is a soldier, man. Like, she's, she's like, she's one of the most incredible women I've ever met. Yeah. And so she's like, we had, I had friends come up. My wife as well. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead, continue. Something, this is, this, this story is brought to you by something blue photography. (laughs) You shut your mouth. If you are looking for wedding photography, please check out Something Blue by Anita Kay. So I have friends come up and sit with her while she's doing her blood work, and I go to the show, and I show up, and I'm just, and I'm wearing what I, I, I didn't even shower, mm-hmm. like I'm wearing a basic t-shirt, and I had, at that point, I was still doing a faux hawk, because I was still clinging to the last bit of hairdom that I had, <laughs> <laughs> and I come, I forgot you had a faux hawk. And, and I, I had a, I had, I didn't do my hair, and I come yeah. in, and the first thing that Mark does is starts busting my balls. He's like, he's like, you just wear a hat all day? You decide you're going to mail it in on Sunday? Is that what you're going to do? we got a show here, son. And, and, I, oh, so then I, and I'm like, I'm like and, I, and I hadn't told anybody. I didn't tell anybody at the club. Yeah. I didn't tell anybody that I left my wife in the ER to come do this show. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we're sitting at the bar. I mean, I, I've known these people for a year. Yeah. And... I didn't know that, but I'm sitting there talking to you, and I'm telling you about uh, my wife and what's going on and how I'm, you know, really scared. But I'm also like, this is also, I, you know, I'm a, I'm yeah. a commitment guy, t- so it's like, and how I'm just kind of torn. And you, were, first of all, you were just like, what the fuck are you doing here, dude? Yeah. <laughs> but like after that, like you got into like, you know your dad and you really opened up to me about like some personal stuff to you and we set up that bar like I did my set you did your set and while Kristen was on stage like you and I had this really great conversation about life and death and the importance and how comedy works into all that and how how you need things like that to make your act stronger and how like you can't it's almost like that that Charlie Chaplin quote where it's like uh, true comedy is taking your pain and playing with it like that's like that's what it is and so like we had this great conversation and from that moment on like i don't know if you felt it but i'm just like dude this this dude is my guy yeah from from here on out and me too and so it was like it was like this really cool thing and so like any like and i remember and, and and it's the weird how the weird like the smallest things meant so much to me like when you came to oklahoma city the next time you had just recorded uh, unbridled enthusiasm. You just recorded yeah. it, and you were still editing it and all that stuff, and it hadn't come out yet. And you come in, and the first thing that you hand me is a pirated copy. Nobody else had <laughs> had the CD; it hadn't even been released yet. And you handed me that copy and said, "I want you to have this." And I, there's no bullshit. That meant so fucking much oh, to me that you. Sure. I mean, like, yeah. I, apparently something you just give out as a business card now. <laughs> And you, it just, but it, it just, it meant so much to me that you, that you felt so, like it was yeah. so important, like, 
to me, like, it was like, God, like, that was... And, and by the way, I, I still tell people, like, I told the lady at the front desk, like, anybody, anytime I see somebody, like, you give yeah. them that or whatever, I still tell them, I'm just like, dude, that, that album is fucking, it's great. That <laughs> album is great. And, and that's, and there's no book, because I, I yeah. still, there, there are comics that I listen to, and I'm like, I can listen to their album once or twice, but that's an album that I can have in my truck, and I can just listen to it over and over and over again yeah. because it's so quick it's so funny and dude like this the thing is like just watching you grow from from that from your first album to now yeah. I mean like it's just it's almost like the second that you were on that and by the way I don't know Brandon Patrick still tells me the story because he was working that week that you was like you know what fuck that guitar like you, like the second you left the guitar in the trunk, he was there. That's what. That's what. By the way, that's what Brandon Brandon loves to do. He loves to do that thing. Where he's like, "Yeah, I was there when that happened." Like I was there when that happened. <laughs> I was there the night Mark Poulos laid the guitar down. Oh my gosh! Is it? I that's don't uh, don't kill his thunder, but that wasn't that wasn't the <laughs> night. <laughs> Because what the the actual story is like? Oh my five, god! Five I, years before. I'm so that, tagging him in this post. Oh when yeah. I, when you... <laughs> five five years before that moment, uh, I was working in Detroit with a guy named Andy Campbell, and I was featuring, and I was still doing the guitar really heavy. I was doing like three or four songs in a half an hour, and uh, my my writing and my stand up was like starting to grow really fast. That the songs were just they almost seemed. Uh, they almost seemed like a distraction from the comedy. So I did the first show, and, and then the second show, I, I was just like, this new stuff I was writing was really working, and I picked up the guitar and I played a song, and then I did more comedy, it was killing, and I went to get the guitar, and a guy in the crowd, as I'm reaching for the guitar, goes, don't do it. <laughs> and I go, what? And he goes, don't play that guitar, man. Just do stand-up. And I go, what are you talking about? And he goes, come on, man. The songs are horrible. And I go, God, this is like a horrible moment in my career. Like, I thought the songs were what was going to take... So then uh, he called me the next day and he goes, can I take you out to lunch? He goes, I just wanted to talk to you about something. And I was like, thinking I was getting fired. Yeah. But he was like, really cool and he was really, like, just spoke to me. He's like, he goes, listen, I'm just going to tell you something. He goes, you are a funny comedian. You don't need the guitar. And he goes, I'm going to charge you with a uh, with a challenge that you do the rest of this week straight stand-up, no guitar. And it terrified me because for five years, I had never done a set without the guitar. But I just, I don't know what it was. I just thought to myself, like, at, at certain moments in your career, you just have to... You have to push yourself to see if, if there's something more. So that first night that I went on stage without the guitar, I was terrified. But it was one of the best sets I ever had. And and that was the moment where I didn't look back. But what happened was when I got the, uh, when I got the call to headline the Looney Bins for the first time, um, I can't remember what it was. But when you was, say you got the call, you mean Tommy Davidson canceled, right? <laughs> Tommy Davidson. I don't know who canceled, but I got hired. 
But I don't know what it was. Like, from the tours through and the people that I worked with that were all doing guitar, like, for some reason I felt like like that that's what they want in the loony bins were the guitar. So the first place that I went to was Little Rock, and I did the guitar, and they liked it. And then I went to Tulsa, and I did the guitar, and it was like 50-50. Like, right. half the shows gave me a standing ovation on the funny songs. The other half were just like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> So then I got to Oklahoma City, and I was on the fence about the guitar. I was just like, why did I even start doing this again? Because I remember, like, it's horrible. But those two shows in Tulsa gave me this, like, false sense of security. So I will give Brandon credit. He was there for the moment that I decided to finally and once and for all <laughs> retire the guitar from my comedy act. Well, here's the thing. What you don't know is the guy five years earlier was actually Brandon sitting in the audience to say, don't do it. Don't do <laughs> that it. was Brandon. <laughs> don't you do that shit. My name's Brandon Patrick. I'll meet you in ten years. Six years. Oklahoma City. Then why does Brandon sound like a dinosaur? I don't really? you know. <laughs> <laughs> and what's funny is I gave you crap for dressing horribly, and I gave him crap for dressing too nicely. Yeah. Because he showed up every night in a suit and tie to MC the show, and I don't even know where... Like, <clears throat> I've talked about it on the podcast before, obviously. Like, I've, what's the nice thing about our friendship, and I and I value it a lot, is I, I really genuinely feel like it's the one friendship I have in comedy that it really is 50-50. Like... I feel like I help you out with things and I and I feel like you're there for me for things, mm -hmm. you know? Like with a lot of other friendships I have in comedy, it always either seems like I'm 70 and they're 30 or they're 80 and I'm 20, you know? Like it just never like this is for some reason the only friendship in this business or any friendship really that I feel like it's, you know, a give and take or whatever. But uh I don't even remember what I was talking about for that. What were we talking about? Dressing up. Oh, dressing up. So, anyways. I like so, how we just got to write yeah. out. Like, no, no, no. We can't get serious for too long. Cause, <laughs> no, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Because we're in a room with a bed. We can't have that. We can't, Can we pause the podcast, <laughs> please? God, can you imagine, <laughs> the, can you imagine the headboard noises oh, if you and I were ever to have sex? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> My bed's like... The, the comforters just rolled down nicely, and I slept really quiet last night, and, and Justin's like, man, you sleep really nicely. He goes, I sleep like a, a, a thrashing barracuda. People come in, and they're like, wow, this guy got busy in this bed last night. No, this guy almost had a heart attack in bed last night. Well, I like how you, you make it sound like the way you say it is like I was in here like with a cup of coffee watching you sleep. Just <laughs> Like it Were was, you? Like it was one of those hospital scenes where you just wake up and he's like, how'd you hey. sleep? Hey, buddy. Merry Christmas. How long have you been here? I've been here all night. <laughs> Anyways, so... You need a CPAP machine. <laughs> what, <laughs> what I was getting to was like, obviously I've gone through a lot of tough stuff in my life in the last, you know, four years. And it, it bled through to my comedy and just my general sensibility about life and the business and everything. I was just kind of an angry guy and for whatever reason 
I, I would find joy in like tearing other people down to bring them down to my sadness level, mm-hmm. you know. So I couldn't like see Brandon show up every day in a suit and be like, <laughs> wow, this guy's actually taking this really seriously and like he's dressing up for the show. But I have to tear him down and be like, what the hell are you doing? Why would you be wearing a suit as an MC, you know? And what was funny was by the end of the week, like he was down to jeans, a t shirt, and a suit jacket. <laughs> And then uh, months later when I saw him, he was wearing a suit again. Yeah. And I actually felt better. I was like, oh, thank God he went back to that. Because I felt like a dick for even saying, like, why would I even care, let alone, like... Well, you did never get to see him with a Captain America hoodie that's one size too small, you know? <laughs> like, the guy, he bought it at the store that fits perfect, and he threw it in the dryer. And he's like, I'm still wearing this shit. <laughs> he showed up. He showed up. Uh, when I was uh, doing the improv in Chicago with mm-hmm. Chris Catan, and uh, it was cool to chat with him for a bit. Um, but he saw the show, and my God, what a train wreck! I don't know if I talked to you about yeah. that. Oh no, you Chris did. You Kattan. told me. Yeah. Oh God, man. But uh, it was just cool seeing him, you know, because like, you know, it's the thing that I love is like, is people that actually take this serious, you know. And yeah. he's another guy that's really taking this serious, you know. He. He moved up to Kansas City, and, yeah. and he's doing his thing. I'm excited. Well, he, he's in Chicago now. Oh, he's in Chicago yeah. now. I thought he was just visiting, but maybe he was at that point. No. Well, like, what's cool now is, like, and by the way, if you ever get a chance to have him on the pod, dude, he, like, he was on uh, an episode of mine, and it was just so, like, because there's somebody that can just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. It's just, dude, he's so much fun. <laughs> he's so much fun to have on. Like, like he finally, he's like, I'm like, I've been telling him for... for like for years like not for years but like for a while like dude you need to do your own podcast and he's like no because everybody's got a podcast and blah 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 and finally because like brandon like he get like he gets out like i don't know if you know like he he's he gets around with the ladies oh and so but he's got a thing is his new thing is like like i guess is is gonna be like uh why didn't we fuck so it's like what? So it's like so it's like he he's just gonna interview people that is like he almost got close to stealing it. Like still... And so why didn't it happen? And why did he... Mark Mark is on the floor? And so oh and so I'm just like you're the one guy that could turn podcasting into a way to get laid. Like and so I was just like that is the that is one of the greatest greatest a great idea. Let me get this straight. <laughs> So he's going to invite women onto his podcast that he went out on the town with or had an interaction with and did not sleep with and interview them as to why they didn't have sex. You got it. <laughs> you think something blue photography would sponsor? Oh, you get out of here. Stop. Don't bring my wife's company Hey, all I'm doing this. is getting necessary seven that, plugs that, into the podcast. We need seven... She paid for nine, so we gotta we gotta get there. <laughs> no, I will say this though. I have I have like I because I don't know if I don't know if I'm, I'm friends friends with your wife on Facebook or not, but yeah. I've seen on your profile I've seen a lot of her stuff, yeah. and it's very it's very good. I yeah. I was felt like because I because I, I I take a lot of pride in 
Like when I do headshots and yeah. when I do creative stuff, like I don't put anything up. It's garbage. And I sit there, I was like, God, if I'm ever in Minneapolis, I hope. Yeah. Like, like that's the thing is like I always hope that like she would if she would ever come and photograph shows or oh, whatever. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like I'm kind of I'm kind of like I wish she would have gone when she. I, I I guess you can't really, but when you did the laughs thing, like I really I yeah. I, I, I she should have taken her camera because I think that would have well, been a cool moment. There's actually uh, there's some pictures online from the uh, from the taping. They had a professional photographer there, oh, so cool. there's some shots on. I don't know if I used any of them, but I used one of them anyways. But yeah, she's very good. The new headshots I just did with our cat, uh, she did all those pictures. So Corporate Mark and then yeah, Alt Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I still think it's... it's, a, it's <laughs> so I think to wrap up this episode, we should speak about Omaha. Oh or, my God. Uh, what was the city? I, I don't even know. Uh, oh, uh... Ainsworth, Ainsworth, oh, Nebraska. Oh my God! Did you do the other two shows with me, or just just no? The I did the I did I just did the weekend because I just did the yeah. there was that really great show on Friday. We're uh, gear the un, the Union Bar in Gearing, Nebraska. If you're ever in the area, check out the Union Bar in uh, Gearing, Nebraska. They have a hamburger there called uh, the Diet Burger. And it's uh, 10, 10 hamburger patties with like sixteen <laughs> strips of bacon and forty pounds of cheese. It you know, it's a play on words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we did that show first, and that show went really well. And I and he and Justin started feeling like, you know, because you hear like independently booked shows. I'm sure you're like, oh god, this is going to yeah. be great. So the first one was amazing. Just because the people over there are amazing and and they've really supported like my roadshow and stuff. Well, they, and they want they wanted to hang out like that was the cool thing. It's like oh, like we're sitting there and the oh, like when the owner of the bar comes was like we're so glad you're here. We're sorry it's not you know a great turnout, but we're really glad you're here. And it's like and like it was just so much fun because they all they wanted to do was have fun. Yeah. And we sit there and we I, we we didn't get hammered, but we we got, we had some drinks yeah, afterward. Sure. And it was and we could walk to the hotel. like it was gr- I had a great time. Yeah. And then and Ainsworth then, happened. And then <laughs> So Ainsworth was a was a show that I booked and uh, it was um, the first time they ever did comedy there. So we basically showed up with a, a speaker and a mic stand and a microphone and just like set it in the middle of this bar and started doing a comedy show. Needless to say, it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Would you like to share your experience? <laughs> He's still traumatized. Well, first of all, everybody in Nebraska has to be a Nebraska Cornhusker fan and fuck the University of Nebraska, okay? <laughs> Okay. Oh, we're the biggest fan base. No, no, no. You just don't have another accredited, established college <laughs> in your fucking state. And the only thing that people in your state can cling to instead of a revolver at the side of their temple is a fucking <laughs> shitty ass football team. Oh, but our football team is great. You guys haven't been to a, a conference. Cha- you haven't been a conference champion since it, it, with the second that the millennium, like two thousand, hit. You haven't been a champion since then. That's fourteen. Fucking years without. Oh, but we're great. We're great. look at our defense. Maybe, maybe you I should guys preface had this rant by saying the day that we did the show, it didn't a go cor- well. A corn, a corn husker game had just ended, and yeah. everyone in the bar was wearing corn husker garb. 
What's the thing is like, dude, like I I've been an Oklahoma State fan, so I know like I know this team. I know they're bullshit. Oh, we travel well. We travel well. It's just because you want to like a trip to Stillwater, Oklahoma, is an upgrade from the fucking shithole in Omaha, Nebraska. Like that's what it is. Like Omaha, like the this town that the college is in grows like three times its population when when football games are going on. It's not because there's so many people. It's because this town is so shitty. <laughs> that that's a, it's just all that bullshit about oh it was just so good it's so no, don't no, no. they have the uh, attendance record yeah oh yeah because there's nothing else to do if Kiss was playing they would break attendance records like that's the thing it's like it's like what else is there to do what, what am I gonna farm on Saturday no I'm sensing a little hostility towards the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh, I just, I, I just, there, there's this, there's Well, a, how did it go down that night? Did you say something like you were from Oklahoma and then they started giving you shit Yeah, about they started it? booing, because here's the thing, is oh, automatic, right. automatically, no, you brought yeah. me up and said he's from, and, and I said, don't say I'm from Oklahoma. Did you? Yes. And oh, you said he's from I've, Oklahoma. I probably did and that they started, <laughs> And they started booing me. And it, and it's just and here's the thing is like I'm I'm still new to featuring at this point so oh and we should say there was no MC yeah no 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 there I, was there was a drunk Vietnam vet that oh, decided that's to do right. trying to do a quick a tight thirty seconds before <laughs> what did the what did he say to us outside the show oh he's like, like he's like I'm a Vietnam vet I kill people and I just buried my mom yesterday and thanks. so I needed a laugh. <laughs> And we were just like hammering him because he was heckling us. Yeah, and, and after a, I had just a... buried my mom. <laughs> oh, great, thanks. And this is not like a guy that killed like people in Vietnam with like a mortar. This is a guy that snuck up with mud and a knife and put it right in their back. <laughs> I'm glad he didn't do that outside the bar. <laughs> Good night. Like it was so bad because like they because first of all the time of the show was. Whenever the game's over, yeah. and that's always a great. That's always something you want to hear as a that comedian. Was, that uh, and literally that the game got over, and they were playing like a non-conference game, so they had been yeah. able to booze it up because it was like they were beating them by twenty-five. They're like, "We're the best. <laughs> we're the best in the Big Ten. It's like, shut up. You're playing Missouri State. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we're the best. And literally, literally, they just took their bar stools and turned them from a TV and turned them Com- comedy time. Yeah, and. And like the per, like the like yeah. the person in the front row was like the last person I ever find out about Candy Crush, and he's playing <laughs> on his iPad, and it's amazing because I, like I, a part of me like I'm jealous because like you get a signal on yeah, here, like, like what, what the, the fuck, fuck is going yeah. on? I do commend you though because uh, that's that's one thing like why I enjoy having you out on the road is like one of the most the most important things to me is that I. I don't want to have to worry about the person that I bring with that that somehow they're going to either like uh, attack somebody so hard or give up at 11 minutes and just leave the stage yeah. like you you will always do your time and you'll always you know you'll you'll be aggressive with the audience because they were being aggressive with you but you won't cross that line of just screaming in a woman's face you know the right. c word but it's just like that room, they just gave you no, like, just no, nothing to work with. Yeah. Like, they just, they booed and shut down, and then that was 30 minutes of your life that yeah. you had to stand in front of a pool table with what a Radio that? Shack microphone. Well, just, and even, like, and even, and like... A Fender amp. Like, uh, like, just, and just the, like, the way they treated me after. Like, I'm, I'm sitting there watching you. By the way, Mark... 
goes up and uh, I guess in this setting you would say kills. Did I? Yeah, yeah, oh, dude. God, like, I don't even they were, they were, they were, they were, they were with you the whole way. <laughs> and, and every person that came up to me is like, it's like they were doing their Christian duty before church the next day. <laughs> they would come up, two pats on the shoulder, and be like, "It happens, nice, buddy. Nice try. <laughs> nice try." Way to way to try. And then like, but then like, and we're sitting there selling merch afterwards, and Mark has his stable of T-shirts, <laughs> and I have the one pitiful like, "Hey, this is a funny thing that I said, right? Come on now!" And it's <laughs> well, and, I was doing I was doing that Fox taping in Indianapolis, and I don't know, Chris Bowers is a guy, one of the owners of the comedy club. Yeah, and he always gives me shit about all the T-shirts I've got for sale after the show. So after I did my set, I was out in the bar with my wife. And and Bowers is like, you're not uh, setting up for merch here? Or? I'm like, I'm going to merch after a Fox taping? He goes, I would fucking love it if you set up a merch table and just started selling merch. I go, I didn't even do any of the jokes that would sell the shirts. He goes, even Does, better. Even better. I'm like, oh my God, that actually would be kind of funny. You know, that's what Rich Voss did to oh, get yeah, on Last I've... Comic Standing. He's <laughs> like, I'll be selling CDs after this set over there. <laughs> oh, man. But it's been, a, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Man. Yeah, man. Promote yeah. the hell out of your podcast so yeah, people can the find The podcast it. that I've almost given up on because, because somebody made fun of it. <laughs> All I said was it sounded gravelly. Yeah, like, it, it, it does. It, it, it does. It still? Well, no, yeah. Well, like, that's the thing is, like, I thought, well, <laughs> I, I try to do, like, well, first of all, I do I do it all but just my laptop. Yeah, I just set so it out I. there. Well, yeah, but you have a microphone. Like I don't have. I use the. the oh, you just Mac. go through the mic on the right. laptop. This well, is thirty dollars. Yeah, why not? Well, I'm. That's one of the reasons I stopped. Because like I was like I was like I'm gonna do like a revamp and oh, like okay. I had a, a guy cutting a new intro for me. Oh, and so. But like that took a little bit longer, and then I was like, I'm gonna invest in some better equipment. Yeah. So like one week turned to two weeks, and so it's kind of been a little bit. But I okay. want. But like here's the thing: is like my last episode was one of the best I'd ever done because I talked to, we talked about the Michael Sam thing and the draft. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I did it with a uh, uh, a bisexual friend of mine. A best, oh. And he's okay. he's a comic, and so we we had a and he's a sports fan too. Yeah. And wow, that was and so a really it, good episode. But it was. Uh, yeah, we had a, like a really honest conversation, and I'm sitting there like as a straight dude, just being honest about how I feel about that draft and that like that whole situation. Yeah. And he's talking about it from his perspective and gay rights, and so like we're having an honest conversation and honest dialogue. Yeah. And it was one of my favorite episodes, and it and you know it's just but it was like it was so it was such an honest thing, and that's all I ever wanted to do. Was just do an episode where it's like I don't, I don't want I don't, I don't give a shit if you're funny I I want honesty yeah I want people to be honest and real because it, there are podcasts out there that are always going to be funnier than yours yeah always like I like I listen to a lot of that like like yeah. there's a lot of and the thing is is like even them like nobody knows who they are but there are podcasts that are fucking hilarious and nobody knows about them yeah and and so like I always think that the only thing that you can do is bring your honest perspective and yeah. be real with people. And if you well, there- I think that's what comes from from stand up too is like the stuff that it's seen like the the moments where I've pushed forward and and gotten more fans and more things is is the moments where I've become more me on stage as opposed to 
some character that I'm trying to put together, right. you know. When I start talking about my actual life and and I present me as myself on stage, people hang on to it more because when you get off stage and they come up to you, they're like, wow, that's the same guy that was just up there, you know. Right. And, and, and what's think, cool, I mean, what's cool about what you do is there's this combination of, like, now the popular thing is talking about yourself and talking about the way that you feel. But the problem is with that is a lot of times it turns into long, drawn out, and there's maybe some punches yeah. in there. But you've taken this old school, because, like, the old school comics used to be just joke. There's nothing about my life. It's <laughs> yeah. just joke, 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 joke. And then... Then there's this new style, and they fucking hate each other, but you found this... You were one of the few comics that's taken the old style of joke, 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 and you've talked about your life. And what's cool is hearing a lot of the things that you do, like, I, I've been there for a lot of them. Or, like, hearing the idea of, like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this, what do you think about that? And, like, I've been there and seen you the way you take them, and you just tighten it, and you compress it. And it's like you you are you are literally one of the best blends of old school and new school comedy that I've that I've ever seen. I gotta tell you, Justin, I'll never uh, I'll never I'll never get old of hearing people tell me how good I am. Well, so it's continue. Prob- it, well, it's probably because you hear it so so infrequently. <laughs> I'll never get tired of hearing how amazing I am. Continue, continue. Well, no, no, I mean, like I, I appreciate that. I, re- you know? I like, really do. Like I always think of whenever I do a new joke. One of the things that I always think about is when I tighten it up, when I think I have it as tight as possible, I always think, what would Mark do here? And, that's, know, and that, that's no bullshit. I really do. Well, that And the style that I have on stage was born out of doing all of these shitty gigs on the road where no one is listening to you. Mm-hmm. So your only weapon at that point is to just machine gun at them as many punchlines as you can in 11 minutes you know if you get 30 punchlines out in 11 minutes good 80 is better you know just hit 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 Mm -hmm. because what happens when you're in those rooms and people aren't paying attention if you have some long drawn out thing that ends with some huge punchline it's not going to fly in a room where nobody's paying attention that's why right. I can't I, I can't wait for your specials, dude. That oh. la- I mean, like even like to most comics, ninety seconds seems like a death sentence. Yeah. And I sit there and go, "That's perfect." Oh yeah. Like I mean, like how you I I watched I watched your your uh your like this is the thing is like I've shown there's a young comic in Oklahoma City that's really coming along and he's kind of one of the guys that I've taken under my yeah. wing and I showed him like I showed him a clip from your. Your Morty's thing, your Morty's thing. Oh yeah, thing. the trial by laughter. Yeah, and I and I showed him that, and I showed him a clip of you, like like four years before, and yeah, now, and I was like, the, that's this is how you get better. Yeah, and watch and just watching how tight it was, and like this is what you gotta have. Like if if you want to do long form stuff, that's fine, but you gotta have yeah that. And I always use you as an example when I when I show young people because they oh, always nice. have that they they think that the. The Louis C.K., Mark Maron, that long form, yeah. that Ari Shafir style where it's long. Like, they think that that just kind of comes. And like, oh, I can just get up there and just talk for seven minutes and it'd be fine. It's like, no, dude, you got to have yeah. that. You got to have punchlines first. Yeah. And you got to know that they're going to hit. And then you can do whatever. But you got to learn how to make yeah. them laugh quick. And I, I still I still use you as an example for young comics that, I, that, that I've, that yeah. I've kind of taken under. You know, and it's... Uh, and what's funny is I I never felt like I was doing anything different, but uh, 
you know, in the last, especially in the last like three or four months, you know, I've heard it a lot, which like I did that, I did that contest in Dubuque, the comedy 10 K and, uh, the the format of it was the first round was five minutes. The second round was five minutes. And then when you got to the finals, it was 20 minutes and you could repeat jokes if you wanted. But what was happening was they were doing two shows a night, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and they weren't getting enough people to fill the room for each show. So they were allowing people, if they wanted, to stay from the first show to the next show. So on Saturday, when they had the semifinals, and then right after it was the finals, the crowd was exactly the same. Oh, wow. So people were like, well, I'm, I've set it up that I'm going to I'm gonna do a lot of the same jokes, you know? And I was just like, how? I'm like, that's fine as far as the judges go, but one of the judging points is crowd response. So you know they're not going to laugh at those right. jokes that you just did. Or if they do, then it's not going to be as hard. Yeah. So <clears throat> I was like, well, I can't do the five minutes that I just did. So I had to, like, on the flyer, put together a whole different 20 minutes for the finals. And uh, I was just up there, and I was just, like, doing the fast form, like, as many punchlines as I could get in in 20 minutes. And I got done, and... Uh, I don't know if you know Dwight York. Yeah. Um, just somebody that I look up to so much as far as writing goes. And he pulled me aside and, like, probably, you know, next to your compliments, like, one of the best compliments I've ever got is he he just stops me and he goes, he goes, do you, he goes, do you realize? He goes, I've been doing this for close to 30 years now. Or maybe not that long, like 25 or 20, I don't know. And he goes, I have seen a lot of comedy. A lot of comedy. And if you know Dwight, this is exactly yeah. how he talks. A lot of comedy. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know if you realize, but he goes, you are by far one of the best comedians I've ever seen with your joke. Uh, what the hell word did he use? Like Rhythm your joke rhythm he goes it's almost like it's comforting it's like a song Mm -hmm. you know it's like you hit a joke and then it's joke 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 bigger Mm -hmm. joke 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 he goes the rhythm of it he goes i he goes truthfully he goes you're at a point right now where he's like you may not even need the jokes anymore (laughs) he's like you could just speak the way that you do your thing and people will still probably laugh with you because of the rhythm and uh he's like the thing i fought all my career is i do the one-liners but they're all the same so it's like dun 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 and he goes in that rhythm people like but it gets old after a while right he goes but yours is kind of this flow that people like and I was like, God, that's like the greatest compliment I've ever gotten. And then he goes, and I'm so fucking pissed I'm not in the finals. And that goddamn AJ Finney is. And he walks away. <laughs> <laughs> that's Dwight York for you. Oh, well, I just, I love the fact that he's in that goddamn AJ Finney. <laughs> Yeah, I just like because I imagine people whenever they talk about Finney and I and I and I've known Finney for a long oh, time yeah. and I love him, 
But he's like, I imagine he's like, you know, you take that fucking shitty 1920s hat off his head, and he's a bald fuck like the rest of us. <laughs> do you, you want to hear something funny, man? This is so fucking funny. So when the email went out for this uh, Hofstetter uh, Fox taping, in it it said that you can't wear hats. Oh, shit. So AJ read that, and for a month he was prepping to do stand-up without his hat. Because apparently he had never done stand-up without his hat in like 10 years or something like that. So he was doing all these spots all over the country without his hat, just prepping for this taping. So he's telling me this after the show, and he goes, so he goes, it was only a couple weeks ago that I did a set in Denver without my hat on, and it went amazing, and I walked off stage, and I was just so excited, and I was talking to anybody that would listen, like, can you believe what I just did? I just did stand-up without my hat on. And he goes, people are just, like, making weird faces, because they don't fucking understand. They don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about without your hat on. Why wouldn't you do stand-up without your... God, I fucking love AJ, man. I I had known about him for years, and I've, I crossed paths with him, like, just here or there, but we spent a lot of time together at the Comedy 10K in Dubuque because yeah. we both made it to the finals. And then we... Uh, and Dwight we Yorkton. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just getting to know him and talking with him, man, he's just such a genuinely, like, cool, funny guy. And yeah. it's just like, there's not that many out there anymore so but he just kills me he goes i did it without my hat on what do you think guys like what the fuck are you talking about and it's, it's so funny because especially if you know him like it's it, it really is like like i remember having like just he's one of those guys you can just sit and just talk with just for yeah. hours oh man. yeah like i remember one of the best conversations i ever had was outside the looney bin on a wednesday night and it was him and me and jason russell Oh, for Christ's sake. And sakes. we were just sitting out there. We were just talking about comedy. Oh, God, man. And then, but half of it was just trying to keep Jason's attention. Just, <laughs> Jason, no, no, no. We're over What's here. What's happening? We're, What's we're, we're having What's a conversation. What's over there? Jason, why do you insist on wearing the shell necklace every show? Why yeah. do you insist on doing that? <laughs> why do we need this? <laughs> I, uh, I remember years ago, man, Jason said something to me that, that I held on to for close to like eight years until I had a different sensibility is he told me that uh, somebody stopped him after a show and said you know I hope you make it one day or something like that and Jason got really angry and he said you know all I've ever wanted to be in my life is a professional stand-up comedian and that's what I am so I feel like I have made it you know and I held on to that for so long like people were just like you know what do you what do you want out of your career and I would always say well I'm a I'm a professional stand-up comedian, like, that's all I've ever wanted to be, so I, I'm that, so I, I'm happy. And it wasn't until, like, six months ago when a friend of a friend, you know, she's just like, because we did, we did a gig, we drove someplace, and I was kind of talking to her. It was back when I was, like, in a bad place, and I was just, like, pissed off about the business and not getting the breaks that I wanted to get and all this kind of stuff. And, and she pulled me aside, and she was like, you know, you just... I think it's time that you start putting positivity back out in the world and maybe some positivity will come back to you. And she's like, maybe you should start by actually sitting down and writing five new goals for your career. She's like, there has to be five things 
that you want to happen in your career that hasn't happened. Like you can't be completely satisfied as to where you are right now. And I was, it just like really made me think. And I was just like, God, maybe there are things that I wanted to accomplish, you know, and I really thought about it and I wrote them down and half of them have already come true, you know. Is like number two, like being 23 Jump Street? Huh? Oh, being in the movie 23. No, get the fuck out of here. No? Well, you got to be able to pull off a tank top to be in that movie. And And nobody wants to see man boobs hanging out of a tank top. No, the five. Everybody loves side boobs, though. The five. That is true. Not hairy side boobs, though. No, the five things were uh, get on TV. Get a manager, work in uh, the com the college market. Um, what the heck? Were, I don't even remember the other two. They're That's written. Probably why they haven't come true yeah, yet, Mark. They're they're <laughs> written down someplace. Because every, the three that you said that you remember, like, have all come true. Yeah. And the two is like, well, I I'm always I'm I always going to imagine number two is I might work have with to. Justin Smith. That is true. <laughs> Strengthen my friendship with Justin Smith and record a podcast with him. Oh, it was uh, uh, Get Back In with Dave Stroop. And uh, five was uh, Be Famous. No. Uh, <laughs> who knows? All right, let's wrap this thing up. we got to go see Guardians of the Galaxy. And I think we're already late. Oh, shit. What time is it? What time is it? Uh, it started nine minutes ago. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. There's like... There's a later showing. There's like there? 40 showings. Of it. Let me check... Uh, I'll check it after the podcast. No, no, no. Just go ahead and check it. That's the that's the stream of everything. Oh, we're just, just might as well go ahead and check stre- it right. Now. Stream of consciousness of this podcast. We're just you know we're we're wrapping up, but let's uh, let's take a look here. Oh yeah, there's a twelve forty, so plenty of time. Let's check. Oh jeez, she blowing you up. She huh? sent sent me a really long text. I gotta read. Yeah. And we know. Shall we record a song now? <laughs> Justin and Mark, we'll best the, friends can we, forever. Can we go to the trunk of your car? Is it? Is it good? I imagine the guitar is still there, like it hasn't moved. Like there's dust marks around. Where Actually, it's a, it's in the garage, and I think a family of mice are living in it now. Oh, so. that's awesome! God bless the mice. Well, Justin Smith, if that's your real name. <laughs> Promote your podcast one last time, uh, you guys or for the first time, you've well, never yes. promoted it yet. You talk about it, but you won't promote it. You guys, uh, you guys can check it out. It's the Mid Major Market Podcast. Uh, you can find it on iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, that last episode that's up uh, with uh, comedian Tom Joyce is uh, really good. And I, and I guess you should definitely check out Brandon Patrick's podcast too. Is it? Has he started already? I, I think he's just starting. Like he's doing the interviews oh, right now. Oh God, man! And so I, that, dude, I, I really, I really. I, the second he said that, he's like, I was on the phone with him, yeah. and I was just like, that is, like, I almost yeah. crashed my car. I was like, that is the greatest idea. But how many women there could there be? Uh, I, if, if you've seen, like, if you've been, through, like, I had access to his computer one time. I was checking my email, and he goes, "Hey, dude, go to my photos." No, no, this is this is no bullshit. This is a fun game I get to play with Brandon because I'll run into girls in Oklahoma City, They're like, "Oh, I know Brandon Patrick," and so I always video them. I'm like, "Hey, we do this fun thing," and I video them. Hey, will you just say "fuck Brandon Patrick"? Because that's like a thing that we do. <laughs> like everywhere he goes, like, "Hey, fuck," because like there's a lot of people in Oklahoma City that hate him. <laughs> 
I can't imagine why, but they hate him so much. And so his big thing is, yeah, fuck this guy. So, that, so every time I meet somebody, I always take a video of them going, fuck Brandon Patrick. And then they sit, I send it to him, and it never fails if it's a chick. Within two minutes, I will have pictures of their their tits and their ass oh, on my Jesus phone. Jesus Christ. Because like, ba- like he's banged them. And oh, so it's like that's so how that's we know. why they hate yeah, him. <laughs> but he's got a, he's got like a Rolodex oh, of all God. this stuff, and it's just like it's kind of like it's like, but it's a fun, it's a fun, yeah. it's a fun thing. It doesn't sound like fun. It sounds <laughs> it terrible. It, it sounds, sounds like horrible. <laughs> so I'm just scrolling through all these naked women, anyways. Which is that's so that's why women never send any pictures of yourself. No, no, no. To anybody like he, he because, takes them all, and like, and they're yeah. all like. But it's not like it's not like what it's not like their body and their boobs and like a hand like oh trying to catch cover. It's like like they're oh, totally like, into yeah, it. Like they're holding a this. bottle of wine. Like, oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like you consent. Like that's consent. Like with <laughs> so uh, try to find Brandon Patrick's uh, podcast called "Why Didn't You Fuck Me?" Yeah, or "Why Didn't We Fuck?" Yeah, you can always find uh, mine on Podbean and iTunes, uh, LargeDrunkMan.com. Uh, for the website and uh, iTunes for all the comedy albums and uh, make sure to check out Something Blue by Anita Kay <laughs> the link's on the website <laughs> go to Facebook she's a, uh, a brilliant photog and if you have an event or a wedding make sure you contact her this has been the uh, Unbridled Enthusiasm Podcast tune in next time when we talk about who knows